welcome to the Daily Reprieve, where we provide essays, speaker meetings, workshops, and conferences in podcast format. We are an ad-free podcast. If you enjoy listening, please help us be self-supporting by going to donate.thedailyreprieve.com and drop a dollar or two into the virtual basket. Please consider donating monthly by clicking the Donate Monthly button. However, one-time donations are always welcome. Just click the Donate Now button. Now, without further ado, this episode of The Daily Reprieve. All right, welcome back to uh, We Have a Solution. We're going to go into Step 5 now. So we've been, we've been kind of off recording and doing a lot of work around Step 4 and the inventory and everything. So now we're going to get back into um, the basics of the... Uh, Guidelines for for the weekend here. Kevin, you want to start us off? Yeah. Having made our personal inventory, I'm on page uh, 72, Into Action. 72 of the big book? In the big book. Having made our personal inventory, what shall we do about it? We have been trying... We don't burn it. (laughs) There is that. (laughs) We have been trying to get a new attitude, a new relationship with our Creator, and to discover the obstacles in our path. We have admitted certain defects. We have ascertained in a rough way what the trouble is. We have put our finger on the weak items in our personal inventory. Now these are about to be cast out. This requires action on our part, which, when completed, will mean that we have admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being, the exact nature of our defects. This brings us to the fifth step in the program of recovery mentioned in the preceding chapter. Uh, This is perhaps difficult, especially discussing our defects with another person. We think we have done well enough in admitting these things to ourselves. (laughs) There is doubt about that. Who you think? Yeah. In actual practice, we usually find a solitary self-appraisal insufficient. Many of us thought it necessary to go much further. We will be more reconciled to discussing ourselves with another person when we see good reasons why we should do so. The best reason first. If we skip this vital step, we may not overcome drinking. If we skip this final step, we may not overcome. That's not what I want. Drinking. Mm, yep. Don't want to risk not overcoming the lust thing. Okay. <clears throat> time after time, newcomers have tried to keep to themselves certain facts about their lives. Trying to avoid this humbling experience, they have turned to easier methods. Almost invariably, they got drunk. Hmm. Having persevered with the rest of the program, they wondered why they fell. We think the reason is that they never completed their house cleaning. They took inventory all right, but hung on to some of the worst items in stock. They only thought they had lost their egoism and fear. They only thought they had humbled themselves. But they had not learned enough of humility, fearlessness, and honesty in the sense we find it necessary 
until they told someone else all their life story. You'll notice the word all is italicized. That's interesting. It is, after all, maybe the most important word in the whole sentence. But. <laughs> um, move on down to the bottom of uh, page 73. We must be entirely honest with somebody if we expect to live long or happily in this world. And it goes on to say, rightly and naturally we think well before we choose the person or persons with whom to take this intimate and confidential step. And it goes on about how to choose a person. Um, this, um, this may have been pertinent in, in the early days of AA, um, before there was really a, any kind of formalism around sponsorship. Um, in, in SA, um, we do our fifth step with our sponsor. Yep, absolutely. And by the way, if you're on page 74 there, you can go to the bottom and see that last, um, that last paragraph. Um, Bill, Bill S. said to me, I want you to put a box around the whole section that says, from notwithstanding to um, where it says the first opportunity and basically just um, X that out. He says it's the only spot in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous where I'm going to ask you to X it out um, but that just doesn't pertain to sexaholics. So just describe that out. Um, so yeah this talks about um, uh, a get out of jail free card, <laughs> basically. Right. Um, uh, postponing your fist step, and there's just no reason to do that. No, that's just not a that's not a healthy plan for any of us. Um. So we're going to do this with our sponsor, and it says over on page 75, we pocket our pride and go to it. Unless you had something no, to go in there and, and whatnot to, to cover. But we pocket our pride and go to it with our sponsor, illuminating every twisted character, every dark cranny of the past. Once we have taken this step, withholding nothing, we are delighted. We can look at the world in the eye. We can be alone at perfect peace and ease. Our fears fall from us. Wow. We begin to feel the nearness of our Creator. Man. We may have had certain spiritual beliefs, but now we begin to have a spiritual experience. Ooh. The feeling that the drink problem has disappeared will often come strongly. We feel we are on the broad highway walking hand in hand with the spirit of the universe. So, that's what happens as a result of having gone through your four-step inventory item by item with your sponsor. And having your sponsor hopefully is someone um, who has done enough of them before to where they have something to offer to you in the application of the materials. And you can come away with you know, how to deal with each one of these entries. <clears throat> now what you've arrived at is solution for each of these problems. So of course the fear is going to drop off. Of course you're going to feel this way that they described. 
I had no idea this was even coming. Never mind that it would happen, and then let alone the way that it did. So I left Will's, and I'm walking down the sidewalk, and I noticed that I'm staring the world in the eye. I physically felt different. I felt a weight off of my shoulders that I had never felt before. I was fundamentally different. I couldn't believe that a session to sit down and talk about this stuff would have created such a, a change in the way I feel. It was amazing. It really got my attention. <clears throat> so this is a big deal. And especially going back to this sponsorship thing, the nature and type and kind of the heinous acts that society would accuse us of, of committing as sex addicts, right, is severe enough to where this is something that needs to be done with your sponsor. Okay, That's, why, that's really why we ask you that. And if your sponsor is somebody who can offer you guidance in this area, um, great. And if not, get somebody else to do a three-way in your fifth step who you think might be more experienced or something. I don't know. That's, that's an individual thing. But the idea is here that we need to get each one of these resentments to where they are no longer operative in your daily life. That's what we're trying to do. That's why we're holding. That's the whole purpose of the exercise. So if any of these resentments are still operative, they're just it's simply a little bit more work to do. That's all. But once you've completed your step five, um, you're resentment-free fundamentally, wouldn't you say, Kevin? Resentment-free? Well, you're you're a long way uh, toward that goal. Right. Okay. Yep, you're a long way toward that goal. Old habits do die hard. I'll give you that. It's really easy to wake up the next morning and still be tempted to hate somebody for something. But because you've done this work now and you've you've approached God on a spiritual basis and tried to pray for discernment, which probably never happened before, that's that broad highway they're talking about, this, this feeling of my fear is falling off. I don't have to be driven by this anymore, at least. It may come up again, but I don't have to dwell on it. And just not having to dwell on it was huge for me. Because I couldn't keep from dwelling on it anymore than I could keep from lusting. You know what I'm saying? I just was owned by it. And I just wasn't owned anymore after the fifth step. You just don't make that up. That That's huge. So what else you got, Kevin? Well, so there's not a lot on. I mean, there's there's a lot in the big book about how to choose someone to listen um, to to your your inventory, um, but there's not a lot on the actual process of doing the fifth step, and and this is something that um, you you really learn to do as a sponsor only by giving your being on the giving end, right? So. Right. How do, you, how do you, as a sponsor, be on the receiving end? And, and the answer to that is um, just to do it and, and use your experience from, from uh, giving your step to your sponsor. Um, but basically, this is uh, a, a fifth step is the, is the time for the sponsee to, um, to tell everything, to dig deep. And as a sponsor, uh, my role is, is just to listen. And I, I can 
a sponsor can point out here and there where where the sponsor may may still not being be seeing everything, um, or uh, can point out patterns that that, the, that are still kind of hidden. But um, th this process of doing the fifth step is um, not not fully outlined in the big book. We have a section in the white book on page 113 on, on steps uh, on step five that talks a little bit about how we should go about this. Um, the section is entitled, A Very Special Time. Ideally, the fifth step should be taken with one sponsor, the one who should know us better than anyone, and the one we trust the most. We talk about uh, temporary sponsors in, in SA. Um, uh, so if you've got a temporary sponsor who you don't really trust, um, who doesn't really know you, you might want to think about finding someone who you do trust, who can get to really know you um, uh, very well. Because um, this, this is crucial. You know, if you're giving your fist step to someone you don't totally trust, whether he's your sponsor or not, you're not likely to dig into all the nooks and crannies of... Yeah, you're going to be apprehensive, and that's just not going to be helpful for you. Um. So, um, we take this with, uh, with our sponsor, one who should know us better than anyone, and the one we trust the most. In subsequent dealings with us, it will work to their advantage and to ours if they have the benefit of this in-depth self-disclosure. Ample time should be allowed. Ideally, it should be left open-ended. This is too important an experience to be subject to schedules, interruptions, or distractions. It is a unique, private, and confidential encounter between two human beings a time of quiet resonance between two open lives. To work it through from beginning to end with sponsor identification and feedback can take hours. It should be done in one session so that awareness, continuity, and momentum are not compromised. If the fourth step has been prepared well, only minimal interruption from the sponsor will be necessary. He may wish to identify parallels in his own experience to give support and encouragement. He may want to raise questions, but most often these are left till later. The one doing his or her fifth step can be told in effect, this is your time, your story. I encourage you to reveal yourself completely, leaving no part of your wrong acts or feelings undisclosed. Some may wish to ask for guidance and help in prayer together before starting. The sponsor may want to pray for a listening ear and an understanding heart. <clears throat> um, so I'll, I'll stop there on that reading. So we want to we want to find some time. I, I generally try to do this uh, um, on a Saturday or a Sunday, starting as early as possible and uh, leaving enough time. Um, I kind of gauge about how long it'll take based upon how much my 
uh, you know, Sponsy has has written in the, in the four step. You know, if they've got 40 pages, uh, it's it's going to be it's going to be an all-day affair. Um, if they've got you know a few pages, then you know maybe we can get it done in in three or four hours. Um, and it can be done. It can be done anywhere private. Um, I did mine in my uh, with my sponsor uh, in his car driving around Belle Isle. He said, "You talk, I'll drive." <laughs> um, can be done in a park. Um, what was it? Bob suggested to me the other day that uh, cemeteries. A cemetery is a good place. Quiet. Nobody's going to bother you. Hopefully. <laughs> um, a church. Or uh, or any any you know private home, um, some place where you're going to have some privacy and and uh, be comfortable. Anything to add to that, Bob? So, well, one of the things that's happening during this fifth step discussion too that that's very very important is that. Um, your character defects are on parade here. So, you know, these character defects are are the stuff that's wrong with my character that keeps me responding to things a certain way all the time. Okay? So, you know, for me, what it was, um, as I talked about each one of these things I hated, and, and Will kept coming back to this whole thing about what, what's my role in it, What's my role in it? What's my role in it? Which was brand new to me. You know, what you got to see is my reaction based on arrogance, grandiosity, um, selfishness, self-centeredness, fear, and of course fear is all of that stuff. But um, you got to see um, how you know I've been a liar. I, I've been a, I've been devious and conniving. You know, I've been very self-serving, you know, in the things I did. And that's been my role. And it's, it's all that stuff sprinkled throughout the whole inventory, you know. Um, and that was being brought up with me um, about how, you know, <clears throat> you're being a perfectionist, you're being this, you're being that, all the way through this. And those are notes to take about this as you're going through you're sitting there listening to your sponsor talk to you and when you hear stuff like you know self-centeredness grandiosity self-pity um, any of these things you need to be scribbling that stuff down because these character defects we're going to give up on in later on in the process in step seven and you know for me I had to go back and think and peruse this again you know because denial I'm also you know I also just have this lust for being in denial about everything. You know, I still battle that. You know, um, I just don't want to face it. And <laughs> it's just not—it's just not a helpful characteristic. You know, so it's like I call it a character defect. I'm a denial junkie. You know, if you want to call it that, right? So, see, these these are character defects, and and one of the purposes is first of all to purge the stuff off this list so that it's just not operative in your life on a daily basis anymore. But the takeaway here is also this big push on what are my actual character defects. 
what what are they? Because I'm going to need that as I go forward. Um, and and believe me, you'll have a few, and they're going to permeate the whole list. You know, we're not complicated. We're just sex addicts. Um, it's just not. It's just not um, going to be too much of a problem for those to surface, especially if you're working with an experienced person. So that's a real important takeaway out of step five. Um, I'd like to go to the 12 and 12. I don't know how many of you have it. Um, 12 steps in 12 tradition. Um, on page 57 in, in uh, step five, um, I'm going to just kind of skip around here a little bit. Um, it's not imperative that you follow along. Um, but it says here, what are we likely to receive from step five? What are the what are the benefits? Why why do we why do we want to do this? For one thing, we shall get rid of that terrible sense of isolation we've always had. Almost hmm. without exception, alcoholics are tortured by loneliness. Um, I certainly was. Yeah, as a sexaholic. Lonely, uh, felt I didn't belong. So, one of the things I got from step five was was um, getting rid of that sense of isolation, getting a um, feeling, getting a feeling of belonging, and, you know, um, sharing such intimate uh, details with with uh, with another guy in the program, my sponsor, really. Um, you know, made me feel like I I had arrived. I'm I'm part of the family. You know, um, we we get that to some extent if if you uh, share a step one and get some feedback and you know people in your group kind of get to know what you're all about, what your problem is. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, not as much as as this happens one on one with with a sponsor. Um, it really, um, for me, anyway, I really got a sense of belonging. Um, at the bottom of page 57, this vital step was also the means by which we began to get the feeling that we could be forgiven, no matter what we had thought or done. I had some pretty, some pretty bad shit on my, on my step four. Um, you know, digging into the darkest crannies of my of my being, and you know, going through that, disclosing that to another person um, without judgment, without him, um, you know, telling me I was I was a terrible person for all that stuff. Um, yeah. Feeling that I could be forgiven no matter what I had thought or done. Um, another great dividend we may expect from confiding our defects to another human being is humility, a word often misunderstood. To those who have made progress in AA, it amounts to a clear recognition of what and who we really are, followed by a sincere attempt to become what we could be. So humility. 
um, down at the bottom of page 58, more realism and therefore more honesty about ourselves are the great gains we make under the influence of step five. More realism and more honesty. As we took our inventory, we began to suspect how much trouble self-delusion had been causing us. This had brought a disturbing reflection. If all our lives we had more or less fooled ourselves, how could we now be so sure that we weren't still self-deceiving? How could we be certain that we had made a true catalog of our defects and had really admitted them even to ourselves? Because we were still bothered by fear, self-pity, and hurt feelings, it was probable we couldn't appraise ourselves fairly at all. Too much guilt and remorse might cause us to dramatize and exaggerate our shortcomings. Or anger and hurt pride might be the smokescreen under which we were hiding some of our defects while we blamed others for them. Possibly, too, we were still handicapped by many liabilities, great and small, we never knew we had. So, by sharing this with another person who is um, uh, essentially neutral to all, all this stuff, um, he, can, he can help point out where, um, where I'm not being honest with myself, or whether I'm being dramatic or exaggerating. Um, you know, I, I, I went down through my through my list, and I, you know, thought I was um, just being thorough and and you know, listing every single thing, and mm-hmm. and and uh, at, at one point, we'll say, yeah, yeah, yeah same thing. Next. <laughs> yeah, and I'm sitting there thinking this is a big deal to me, and it just wasn't a big deal to him. And I, and I, thought, you know, I said to him, I said, wait a minute, how is that like the other one? He says, you're just being greedy, Bob, and it's none of your business. <laughs> next. What's next? You know, that's what he would say, you know. And I'm standing there and, and talking about another one, you know, and he grabs a post-it and he's standing there with his highlighter while he's doing something, doodling on the post-it while I'm talking to him, you know. And uh, he pulls the post-it off the pad. He walks around on my, my list and he puts it on my list. And it, in two colors, it says, Do some forgiving. It's like, wow. Because that wasn't very forgiving. Certainly not at that time. It's too busy being ticked off, right? Too busy being resentful to forgive anybody. So, you know, there's all kinds of stuff. And when you're dealing with a personality like mine, you know, there's no possible way I'm going to do this by myself. It says right here, Hence it was evident that the solitary self-appraisal and the admission of our defects based on that alone wouldn't be nearly enough. Yeah, no no kidding. You know, I, I need somebody that's going to stop me and say, Wait, what are you doing? Listen to me. You know, look at this. Look at this this way. Look at how this affected them. Look at how this bad decision on your part was your role in it, even though this is a bad thing that happened, look how you strung it out. Look how you dealt with it. Could that have been done differently? Could that have been handled better? Yeah. What was operative there? You're, you know, you're, 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 all your character defects were operative. You, weren't, you were being disingenuous. You were being, you know, you were, you were being arrogant. You were being grandiose. You were being selfish. You know, if you had taken all that stuff out of it, how would it have gone? If you hadn't done any of those things, well, no doubt it would have gone better, but you still might have screwed it up. 
you know. So these are the things that are wrong with the way that I was dealing with stuff. And I needed him to point all that out, see. Because I wasn't going to get there by myself. No way. No way. Okay, so step five, admitted to God to ourselves and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. We've, we've, uh, we've taken inventory, we've met with our sponsor, um, and uh, uncovered all of, all of those um, dark things, um, our defects. And uh, so, so what, do we, what do we do then? There's, there's a final part here to step five that's really important. It's the bottom of page 75. Returning home, we find a place where we can be quiet for an hour, carefully, carefully reviewing what we have done. So when you, when you schedule your, your step five um, with your sponsor, um, make sure you can have some time when you return home, or um, I guess you... It says returning home, but you know there's no reason you, you couldn't uh, go, you know, park in a quiet spot for an hour or something um, if, if home is not appropriate, um, an appropriate place to have some privacy. Um, so we we uh, we get a quiet hour uh, where we can be quiet for an hour, carefully re reviewing what we have done. I think this is the only place in the big book where it puts any any time uh, yeah, time mean, boundaries on, yep. on doing the work. So. Mm -hmm. Everything else is at once or immediately. Yeah, so this is an hour. So spend an hour reflecting. We thank God from the bottom of our heart that we know Him better. What do you think that is? That's a prayer. That's a prayer. Yeah. yeah. Taking this book down from our shelf... I hope it's not on your shelf. I hope it's with you or <laughs> close by. Uh, we turn to the page which contains the 12 steps. That was back in the previous chapter on page 59. Carefully reading the first five proposals, the first five steps, we ask if we have omitted anything. For we are building an arch through which we shall walk a free man at last. We're building the arch. So here's here's all this construction coming together. Is our work solid so far? Are the stones properly in place? Have we skimped on the cement put into the foundation? Have we tried to make mortar without sand? So remember all those words I, I um, suggested you underline? Um, the stones are mentioned on page 12, uh, or the foundation, rather. And so having said all that, the big book takes us down to the next page and says, if we can answer this to our satisfaction, then we look at step six. Which we'll cover next. Should we take a break? Yeah, I wanted to point out where all these where all these references were. Uh, the foundations back on twelve on page seventeen um, mentions the cement. Page forty-seven is the cornerstone. 
doesn't list it here, but that's what we uh, underlined there. And on page 62, it talks about the keystone. So those are, are, are the different uh, parts of this arch, this, this, um, this construction that, that we're building. Um, just a little bit of... Page 12, 17, 47, and 62. Let's see. And I think that does it for step five. We're going to end here for uh, uh, dinner. And we'll, we'll return after dinner uh, to talk about steps six and seven. I would like to thank you for listening to this episode of The Daily Reprieve, the best source for experience, strength, and hope for SA members. Please subscribe to this podcast to be alerted of new episodes. Please show your support by donating to The Daily Reprieve by going to donate.thedailyreprieve.com and choosing either monthly donations or a one-time donation by clicking Donate Now. Thank you for listening and stay tuned for the next episode of The Daily Reprieve.